What's up, y'all? We're back for another week of the Intersection Podcast. This is where we hang out and we talk about life, culture, faith, and where they all intersect. This is actually going to come to you a little late today because it's fresh, as in I'm doing it literally the morning that it's being sent out. Um, it was, it's been a long week. We've had Thanksgiving. Um, I was in Minneapolis, which... Why did I say it like that? Minneapolis, which is literally the coldest place I've ever ever been. And it's like that type of cold that you're like, this is unnatural. Like, why, why do, why do people live here? And I grew up in Alaska, so everyone's gonna be like, but you're Alaskan, you should be used to this. Um, No, Alaska actually was warmer by about almost ten degrees every day that I was in Minneapolis. So, fun fact about that. Um, But I didn't really eat all the things like I ate, but I didn't eat crazy because, you know, we got goals. We got goals out here. Um, In fact, this morning I'm drinking a kale fruit smoothie. Delicious. Just saying. Um, Been drinking my water. All the things. Um, But what did I do when I was in Minneapolis? Oh, I went to um, the Paisley House, which is Prince's estate. And y'all... Like, if you ever go to Minneapolis, you should just go. It's kind of, like, crazy because you can, like, feel, like, oh, Prince lived here and, like, worked here. And you get to go in the studio and it's, like, insane, especially if you're a music lover, especially if you love Prince. So that was probably the coolest thing that we did while we were in Minneapolis. And then I also went to a Timberwolves Nuggets game. And their stadium is like really small, but it's also quite interesting because they're like a really good, like young team. Like it's, that was cool. But also the stands, um, I obviously have a lot of listeners that are white, but I've never seen a a crowd of a basketball game that white in my life. So that was kind of stunning. And when I say stunning, I mean like interesting because I just wasn't prepared. I was like, oh, whoa. Um, not that white people don't love basketball, but I've just never seen that many at a basketball game with like the lack of people of color, but it's also Minnesota. So maybe that's like the balance. I don't know, but it was very interesting. Also, they're really good. So they lost by like two points. It was sad, but they held their own and the Nuggets were also really good. It was good. It was like a great little game, fun little thing to do with the family. Um, when you go to a different city that has a pro basketball team. Um, what else did I, what else have I been doing? I've been watching a lot of Hallmark movies. I guess we're going to move into the eyes, ears, heart segment really quickly because I just realized like what I'm, what I recently did. As you can see, I'm still like getting it together from being on vacation. Um, but I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies because Lifetime, Lifetime decided to come for Hallmark this year and they were like, oh, we're going to add some people of color because obviously that's something that we've been missing and Hallmark has been glaringly missing for like the past, I don't know, 25 years, whatever. Um, But they have like a lot of holiday movies this year with like people of color, also with the cast of One Tree Hill, like almost every, like some extras, just all the folks. And they're really cute. I can't watch Christmas movies really until the week of Thanksgiving or after because Christmas to me does not start until after Thanksgiving. Yes, I am one of those people, but it they've been good. They've been, one of them was eh, but I have to watch the one that Tatiana Ali did 
online because I don't have cable. But um, they've been they've been cute. I was like, oh, I'm ready for Christmas time. You know, we we just started we redecorated our apartment to get our little Christmas like pillows and our little miniature tree, which isn't real. We're kind of toying with getting a real tree just so it's more festive. Because, you know, it's the holidays. We can now start listening to Christmas music. So I've been listening to a little bit of that, you know, to go on to ears. But I've also been listening to a lot of sermons. Um, Just because last week, uh, or two weeks ago, I guess now, I had my first event. And so I've really been trying to um, get in the word because I, I, like, I said last episode, I had a lot of doubt. I was like worried. And so, you know, really grounding my truth in like, I am called to do this. And so I've been listening to a lot of sermons, um, but I've also been listening to Christmas music and a few new albums. I listened to uh, Jaden Smith's new, like, I don't know what he's calling that. He It's not an album. It's not a mixtape, but it's like a continuation of a mixtape series. I don't know. But I listened to that. It's actually really good. It's much more mellow than Sire, the original Sire, not the acoustic version. Um, I also have been listening to this dude named Pink Sweats. He released a longer EP um, called, and it's I think it's just called Volume One. Uh, that was really good. But yeah, I haven't really been listening to anything new because I, I mean, all of the music sort of switches this week to Christmas music and so I'm getting in the mood with that I do have a Christmas playlist that I will share with y'all closer to Christmas you know because it's, it's still too soon it's still too soon to have a full playlist you can do sprinkles of songs but not the whole thing and I still stand by my first episode because oh my gosh it's almost been a year y'all we've almost been together for a year but in the first episode I talked about my favorite Christmas album I still stand by Brian McKnight and Boyz II Men they're, it's just, they're just solid Christmas albums. They're, they're some of the greatest out there. I'm just saying. Um, so obviously what I was, um, what's been on my heart, uh, to be honest, it's, I've been a lot of reflecting a lot. I haven't been in the news and on social media. Um, it's, I've, I've sort of been taking time and it's, it's the end of the year. So that's, it makes sense to me to, to take inventory on your year and what went well, what didn't, what didn't go well but also just because of that event and um, like I'm starting to plan for next year. Uh, I've been sort of my, where this week's topic and sort of um, what's been on my heart is just like taking some time to reflect on the people that have been in my life, um, but also like my dreams and goals. Um, And this might be like a two part one because I think that I, this month I'm really focusing on this. Um, But Last, last week when I had my event, Culture and Connections, um, I had about 30 people show, which is technically a full, like pretty much a full house in terms of seating. Um, the capacity of at the Langston Hughes house, which I, is where I got to host it, um, is 60. So like, you know, half full, but um, all the chairs were taken. And that's exciting. Like I, I was kind of nervous. Like I didn't really know. I was like, this conversation could go any direction at this point. To have, you know, 30 people show up at least like more than half of them speak and really um, dig into the topic and sort of dig into their own personal lives. We had some emotions, we had some disagreements. And I think all of that is like a part of human life. And to to have that 
sort of come out and, you know, and have people be interested, I think that that is a win in itself. So I definitely count this as a win. And to like also have some ideas for collaboration in the future and like like holding this as a series, I think that that's even more exciting. But one thing I did notice in my reflection is a lot of this, this whole idea came from the community that I'm in. Um, not the idea itself, but like the pursuit of it. And I think a lot of times we, we always talk about like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and like really grounding sort of what we do in, um, self and, but like not realizing that there are people around you that are pushing you towards your purpose too. Like, especially if you're spending time with God and you're spending time in your community, like you have people that automatically sort of just push you to where they where you're supposed to be and and I feel that definitely here in New York I think when I first moved here I just sort of felt lost I didn't really know what was happening um New York is a place that will like chew you up and spit you out if you don't if you don't get grounded quickly and I can say that my the my community has turned into my family here and they have sort of pushed and kept me on track even when I was like I'm not gonna do this even when it came to the podcast like that was other people and not saying that you should have other people telling you what to do but other people can inspire parts of you that you don't realize because they see you from the exterior and when negative self-talk or the lies that you've told yourself are inside of you, it's easy to like forget like who you are or what you are and what you're called to. So in my reflection, I was just like, wait a minute, like, and also to have all of them in the room. Like I had my, essentially they're like sisters to me, like in the room and they were, they were all talking, they were engaged and being a part of things and bringing people in. And I thought that that was really dope to just have people that have sort of walked with me from the beginning of this creative endeavor to now, um, which is like the next phase of this, and be like there cheering me on, but also like engaging in what's happening and interested. We, you need community like that. You need, you know, people that huddle around your dream and protect it like it's theirs. Even though it's not, like, of course, they're going to walk away from things and, you know, like, they're not going to care about it the same way you do because, you know, people don't care about your dreams the same way you do. But they can still remind you of, like, where you've, how far you've come, where you're going, what's next. Um, and so to have so many of them in there, it was like, wow. And it was very overwhelming and I think that what's also crazy is you can trick your mind into doing almost anything. So for me, I don't really get nervous speaking in front of people. That ended probably very, very young. Um, and I remember the first time I talked in front of a very large group of people. It was at my graduation from high school. So that was a stadium full of people. But I didn't think of it like, oh, you have to do this. Like, it was like, okay, this is getting done. Like, it's just like you can trick your mind into doing almost anything you want it to do, um, which is why whether it comes to health or anything, like your mind is what you're battling, not so much your body or your abilities. Like, that can gradually get better. But your mind can tell you no, and you have to overcome that no. And so 
in all of that, um, I was that whole night, I was like, just, just get it done. Sort of like in that like tunnel vision, like you got to do this. This is like, you got to speak, you got to facilitate, you got to, you know, bring people in, invite people to talk, keep people on track, moderate if things get dicey, all these things. Cause I mean, seriously, humans can make anything go left quickly. Like if you don't believe that, look at the state of the world. I don't, I don't need that. That's not even a question, but um, so the whole time I was sort of doing that and I was praying and like I took a minute before and I was just praying over everyone and I felt the calm of of the Lord like on me. He was he was sort of like, OK, you got this. But I think that in that calm, he was like, you're going to feel this, too. And in the end, um, I went home and I was like, you know, that was so fun. And after we like had, we had a celebratory dinner you know, it was a cheat meal because your girl has been eating nothing but greens for literally like months. And the way I see it is I better be snatched on my vacation. That's all. Next spring. That's all I got to say. But after you do all these things and you have a good time and you get to be by yourself, you like take a minute and you're like, whoa, what just happened? I just hosted my first event ever with, you know, an engaged crowd that that like, it was crazy. Like I was like, whoa, what, what just happened? And I had one of my friends actually from like high school call me and like congratulated me and something about that like triggered like all of the feelings. Like it was like, ah. And I think that the reason why all the feelings were triggered is it's like I realized the detachment of when you first, my first dream ever, I think, like in life was to make it in New York City. That was like the goal. Um, and I'd say that all through high school, all through college. Um, and especially coming from where I came from, like, like Alaska, which is extremely remote. And when I say extremely remote, it's not that remote, but it's like isolated. It's far away. People don't really have a concept of like what it means to grow up in Alaska. And so when suddenly all of that comes to fruition or like it's the first iteration of what that could look like you realize how far that is separated from like what when you first said it I mean that's almost a decade in the making um that's new friends new addresses new information but there's still the people that were there at the beginning that are like yo this is this is a huge deal and I think that that is super beautiful and it's worth recognizing. Like, it's worth recognizing that the people that you start your dream with may not be right next to you, but they're still a part of the dream. They still care about it in the same way. And that's why I would always say, like, find deep roots. Like, don't have relationships that are superficial, that don't, that don't mean something, that don't matter. Find people that love you through the good, the bad, the ugly, people that you will fight with and make up with, people that will hold you accountable, um, that will remind you of who you are. Um, find those people. Find that group, that community, that family. Family isn't only, you know, your mom, your dad, your brother, sister, um, your grandma, Family is what you make, and I think that, especially me, I'm an, I'm an only child, so, like, being in community is very important to me because I 
when you grow up sort of like you learn to play on your own, you learn to do everything by yourself. I'm very good at that. Um, building community and having to have deep relationships with people is like something that I've had to learn and cultivate. But now like I, it, I can't imag imagine my life without it. And having so many people that sort of root you on from wherever they are, whether that be Alaska, whether that be North Carolina, like you need that because you, you're carrying, I think the other thing is not always in a bad way, but you carry your community, your representation of what your community is. Just like you're a representation of whatever you believe. Like for me, I represent who Jesus is. I want to represent light. I want to represent love. I want to represent justice in the right way. You know what I mean? And all of those things require people. Like you can't do that by yourself. You have to come alongside people that can be those reflections that you, like, wait a second. If your reflections start looking, oh, you're dicey, or you, you don't care, or you're apathetic, or you're mean, or you're negative, like, that means something. So taking that time to be like, wait a minute, who's, who's around me, and are they pushing me to be the best and greatest and, you know, the version that... God called me to be the version that I was called to be. Um, I think that matters in a very big way. And I mean, it's not just about like this event. Like my community pushes me when it comes to my health. They push me when it comes to my, my relationships. Um, it's just like having people that care and that are invested. Um, I think that a lot of times, especially now, we have social media so we feel close to people that we're not actually close to and so we're and I mean just like you see celebrities like we're invested in celebrities lives I don't know if y'all know that like it's it's almost to the point of idolship and for some people it fully is and I don't know if idolship is a word maybe it is who knows <laughs> exactly I'm like just waking up but anyways the, all of those things, they, they feed into like investment. Like you care, you spend money, you do all of these things. And actually, I'm listening to um, Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church. I'm listening to his um, worship series. And it's true. We do worship like sports teams, whatever. Like we all have these things that we like look up to and like we want to be like and all that stuff. But are we rooted in goodness? Are we worshiping? Like for me, like my worship is to Jesus. So am I, am I worshiping him the same way that I worship these other things? And do I have people around me that are like, yo, you need to check your motivations and your purpose right now. And I think that that is what my community has done. They've reminded me to like seek light, to look where I'm going and know that it's, it's really not for me. So all of these things, whether I host an event or have this podcast, like all of this is for a purpose that has been put on me by a creator that knows that this is what I was called to do. And so as I get off track, they're like, no, 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 no. Get back on. Go, go where you're supposed to go. And we need that. We need people that point us to light, that don't focus on all the things that could go wrong and recognize that we too are in this for a reason. We have something bigger happening. We are part of a bigger and grander scheme of life. 
even though we're very, very small and minuscule in it. And the story that we're all telling by fulfilling our calling and fulfilling our purposes, they all come together for good. I, I have hope in that. I have hope that it's for good. And so it takes time. I'm realizing that it takes people and time to make things come to fruition and having trust in people and letting people help you and guide you. It's a beautiful thing. Don't do this in isolation. You're a part of something. Remember that you're always a part of something, which is why I always say like your story matters and you matter because you're a part of a grander idea and we shouldn't take that for granted ever. So now that you've heard me ramble on a little bit about (laughs) my community, I hope that you'll take inventory right now. Think about who's in your life, um, who, who is pushing you to greatness. And if you don't have that, how can you change that? How can you find new people or find a new thing that you want to do and find community around that. And I think a lot of times that's also what can happen is just you find what you want to do and the people come around that. Um, For me, it was my pursuit of God and it was my pursuit of creativity. And those two things cultivate great people. But maybe yours is you love to dance, but you don't have any friends that like to dance. So go take a dance class instant community like find your thing and it and it will come and also don't be afraid to try the thing that could bring the community that you need if you haven't found it at church find a new church if you haven't found it um in like a hobby that you want to do find a new place to do that hobby writers groups calligraphy classes cooking classes anything it's amazing what we can do together And I think that we don't pay attention to that enough, that trying to do this life alone is a lot more difficult and it's not, it's a lot less fulfilling. So find your community, cultivate them, have deep roots with them. It's uncomfortable. Embrace the discomfort. You're not always going to agree. You're sometimes going to get told about yourself. A read is good for you. Wonder why? Because a read, a good read will make you silent and think, and then you change. If you aren't, if there aren't people around you that are causing you to think, you might need a change, and that's fine. (laughs) That's okay. Today's a new day, tomorrow will be a new day. It's always fine to start the next day, but just start. You gotta start somewhere. And so, if, you're, if you are like, I can't do this by myself, you shouldn't have to. And you don't have to. So find your people. Really bring them in. And they'll really change everything. It changes everything. Trust me. So with that, that was a... That's the, we're like halfway through the season. We're past halfway. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Yay. Another episode of The Intersection Down. Um, I have something brewing for y'all for the finale. Which actually comes out... On Christmas Eve, so you get to listen to it over your holiday break. Um, but I'm super excited to get to share that with you. Um, so we have some things coming up. Obviously, there's going to be a playlist in the show notes today with some of the new stuff that I've been listening to. Maybe I'll throw in a few holiday tracks to get y'all in the mood. 
Um, but I hope you guys have an amazing week. You know, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with all your friends, please. Yeah, I, would, I would be so grateful. Um, tag me in your comments when you share it. Do all the things. I'll repost y'all. Um, my Instagram is D underscore creative, as is the Twitters. Um, you can also email us at theintersectionpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any ideas or anything that you would like to talk about um, from this episode or any past episodes, I'm so excited to talk with y'all and get to interact with you guys. There will be another event if you didn't get to go to this one early in the new year. So be on the lookout for that information as well. And I will check y'all in two weeks. Bye.